Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Jude Charles. Jude is a story-driven filmmaker, a brand strategist, and speaker. For over 13 years, he's been producing documentaries and video content for purpose-driven entrepreneurs and brands, including Google, Coldwell Banker, and Steve Harvey. His specialty is finding and bringing to life compelling content that resonates and helps scale businesses. Today, we're going to talk about the three steps to discover, bring to life, and share your own brand story. We'll learn what works from Jude's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some people miss the mark. Jude, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Stacy. I am grateful to be here as well today with you and um, looking forward to having this conversation about bringing to life your story. Perfect. Well, what I'd love to do is start off and have you tell us what got you to where you are today. How are you, this content creator who works with really big names, helping them create documentaries and telling their stories to millions of people? Sure. So, um, you know, as an eight-year-old kid, I grew up in Pompano Beach, Florida, and I wasn't the kid that would, you know, go outside and play basketball or go outside and play football or even inside the house, play video games. Instead, I was an eight-year-old who was writing and I would write these stories that ended up becoming books, um, 100 page books that would um, look at my life and what I thought my future life would look like. So I wrote books like The Police Life of Jude Charles because I wanted to be a police officer. <laughs> I wrote a book called The Baseball Life of Jude Charles and um, you know, just the life of Jude Charles in general. And so I've just always been fascinated about storytelling and what I can do with the art of storytelling. Once I got into high school, I got into a TV production class um, and started playing around with the cameras and learning about cameras and how do you bring a story to life with video. And after my first year in that class, the teacher, Mrs. Donnelly, um, who had been training me all year long, brought me up to her desk. And I'll never forget this day. It was May 4th, 2006. And she said to me, Jude, you're really talented at this you should start a business. Now, at the time, I knew nothing about what it meant to start a business. I was 17 years old, um, had no clue what it meant to be an entrepreneur. But the following day, May 5th, 2006, she came to class and she handed me a yellow envelope and she handed it to me. And, she, and I said, well, what is this? She said, open it up. I opened up the yellow envelope and inside were my first set of business cards. In May 5th, 2006, I had started my very first and still the company that I run today, a video production company. Um, and I found myself as a 17-year-old running a business, but I knew nothing again. I knew nothing about running a business. Mm -hmm. I um, floundered around for the first five years um, because I didn't understand how to do sales and marketing. I didn't understand how to tell my own story. I didn't understand how to work with clients that would appreciate um, what I was creating for them. But it wasn't until I uh, worked with a woman by the name of Keisha Dior, who I had been creating a cosmetic documentary for her, showing how she was creating this cosmetic company from the ground up. Um, 
And after the first year of doing this documentary series, she had made a million dollars. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head that, you know what, this, there's something bigger here that I'm missing. I mean, that was about 2010. And since then, I have been producing documentaries and documentary series for entrepreneurs, um, helping them bring their story to life, helping them connect deeper with their audience, their tribe. And that's really what it's about, a deeper connection. How does someone get to know you um, beyond just the thing that you sell? Uh, how do they get to know who you are as a person, as a human being? And that's, that's sort of, in a, in a nutshell, been my journey over the years. That's an awesome journey. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. I think many of our listeners can probably relate. I don't think that most of them started businesses at 17. <laughs> but those who have started businesses certainly did not know what they're getting into when they did, right. nor how to do marketing, nor how to do sales, nor how to do accounting, HR. Usually people kind of have an idea about the operations of how to do the thing versus right, right. how to do it as a business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was a lot to learn. And I think more than anything, I had to realize how to get, how do I get out of my own way and actually ask for help? Um, I always thought, I, okay, if I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I had to know how to do it already. Um, but luckily, I, I, over time, had begun to ask for help when I realized, like, there's something bigger here. Mm-hmm. I started asking for help from mentors. I started going to workshops and really learning the business side of filmmaking, not just this talent that I had, which is knowing how to film people and make it compelling and make it emotional, but how do I even understand the business side where an entrepreneur will be willing to pay for this. Um, yeah, it took time to, to learn that, but definitely glad I did. Definitely glad I stuck with it. So when we were talking a little bit earlier, yeah. you have three steps and you actually have a process that you go through that all of our listeners, even if they can't afford to hire you to come and shoot their documentary, there is awesome education and learning opportunities here for everyone to learn how to actually do some of this themselves and how they should be looking at, you know, any content they're creating Mm -hmm. and setting it up so that they individually and their business can be successful. So I'm going to let you dive in. What is that first step? Awesome. So there are three steps and then I'll break down each individual step between that, but let me, I'll outline the three steps. So the three steps My process is called the dramatic demonstration of proof. And the first step in that is what I call dramatic clarity. And the second part is dramatic demonstration. And then the third part is dramatic leverage. Now in dramatic um, clarity, this is where we're mapping out your entire story. We're understanding um, what makes you, you, why did you get started in business? Um, You know, like what are your core philosophies? What are your core values? Right? So, Again, we've heard some of these terms before, and I'll get into why we look at that, but core values like, um, you know, some of my core values are depth or freedom or um, being storytelling, obviously, right? But what does that look like? So I know what the core values are. I know what the philosophies are. I know what the stories are, kind of like your origin story or your transition Mm -hmm. story. But then I look at in dramatic demonstration, okay, how do we bring this to life? I get it. Your core value may be integrity. A lot of people may use that core value, but tell me about a story, a scenario where you had to show integrity, right? And let's bring that to life. And so in dramatic demonstration, there are five steps. There's behind the scenes, there's live illustration, social proof, transformation, and unique mechanism. And I'm looking in each category, I'm looking at, okay, you've told me this is your story. You told me, you know, this is your core value or this is your philosophy. But again, what does that look like? 
can you show me, can I look behind the scenes of your business and see how you actually orchestrate this core value? Um, maybe there's a way to do it through a live illustration where, you know, we're taking, like I have a Powerade bottle here and we're going to illustrate this through a Powerade bottle. There's different ways to show it visually. And that's the most important thing of everything that I'm doing is that when we were kids, um, we learned words with pictures. And so if you saw a cat, you said the word cat, but then you saw an image of a cat. And in the same way as we got older, um, this is the same way we communicate. So it's not just enough to tell your story. It's not enough to tell me what your core value is, but also show it to me. And so that's what I work on in dramatic demonstrations. How do we show it? And then dramatic leverage is the piece that I think a lot of people forget. And it's one we'll probably spend a lot of time on because I have a lot of thoughts around dramatic leverage. I think it's the most important piece, whether you hire me or not, the most important piece is how do you leverage the content that you've created? It's not just about, okay, we've created it for Instagram. Let's just upload it to Instagram and be done with it. No, can you use it again in a different way? Can you tell a different story around this content that you have? Um, can you share it over and over? I have, um, oftentimes I work with my clients and looking at 70 different ways to repurpose one video, right? Like how do we repurpose one video 70 different times? right? And exhaust every way, every measure that we can repurpose this video. And that's what I call dramatic leverage, because it's not enough to, okay, we know what your story is, we created content around your story. But to really understand like how to make that deep connection with people to really make sure that this content that we've created gets to the right person at the right time on the right platform, you want to leverage that content. And that's the dramatic demonstration of proof process um, through three steps, clarity, demonstration, and leverage. And when you start talking about content and using it and getting it in as many places as possible, this is something I love. I'm super passionate yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, you started a blog, turned the blog into a podcast, turned the podcast into online classes. It goes on and on. But that's what's so important today. Like if you're spending the time and the money and quite frankly, the time on creating you have to figure out how to get it out there in as many places as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think oftentimes we are lost into, okay, what's next? What do we do next? What do we create next? Mm -hmm. And really what I often tell my clients is you're sitting, you have gold in your hands, but you're looking for yeah. silver, right? And so it's not just about what do we create next? What do we create next? What do we create next? Look at what you have. Okay, how do I leverage this one thing that I have? Because, and honestly, it wasn't something I always knew about. It was with the one client, Keisha Dior, who, when we created the documentary series, the reason that she made a million dollars in 12 months, started from the ground up, is because I gave her one part of the series, and the next part wouldn't come out till six months later. But she took that one part, and she looked at how many different ways can I use this. Every interview that she did, radio interview at the time, any radio interview that she did, any video interview that she did, um, she used Twitter a lot back in the day. It was the only thing that she used. And it's like, how do I can, I just want to remind people of this. And Oftentimes clients would think, uh, oh, well, we posted it, so they've seen it, right? Yeah. No, like share it again three months later, share it again two weeks later, right? Because you're sitting, you have gold in your hands. It's precious. Be able to leverage it over and over. And that's really how you'll be able to strategically make more money as well. You're doing marketing for yourself. If someone's getting out there and you're getting bookings on local news or on national um, talk shows, having high quality footage that can yeah. accompany you, show you in like an everyday real life setting. 
versus oh the stage or oh you're in a chair right now hey we're sitting on a couch <laughs> um it changes the game yep absolutely and i think as that's the thing that we we often don't think about um is how do we how do we just capture real life right you mentioned going to a video interview like let's say you're on the today show hypothetically right even if high quality content, high quality content is the most important thing to have. But even if you can't, let's just say it came up last minute, the most, this is one very important device that you have in your hand, right? Like even Which if you're having, listening, your phone, he's showing his phone yeah. just in case you're listening and not on video. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, if you're, if you're listening, it's, it's the phone, right? Whether it's an iPhone an Android whatever it is, like it's the most powerful piece of, um, there's no excuse. There is no excuse as to why it's not possible to get content, even if it is last minute, even if you guys didn't plan it. But this is you're realizing like, oh, my gosh, this is a very powerful moment. Pull out your phone. I recommend turning it sideways and filming it, because guess what? What I I don't always look at, OK, what can I film for my client? Mm -hmm. I look at what do we have in the archives? What is it that you filmed that maybe I just wasn't there or it happened years ago? but it's still powerful to your story. It's still powerful for people to see it. Um, and so I think, you know, when, when I'm thinking about behind the scenes, like dramatic demonstration, which is behind the scenes, live illustration, social proof. Um, I'm just thinking like, even if I have to get it on my phone, which I had to do one time uh, when I was with a client and we couldn't get access to something. Um, and I just pulled out my phone. I was like, oh, well, I'm here. I need to film this. Right. It, I was there for a meeting and, um, it happened to be a private meeting, but the, the, I just pulled out my phone because it was an impactful moment. And I was like, I'm going to film this. And the person in the meeting won't be disturbed by it because it's just a cell phone, right? It's not a big camera like I usually use. Um, but it was an important moment. And even if it's five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, it's more impactful than just, oh, hey, guys, I was on the Today Show. No, let's see the big cameras behind the scenes of and let's see them putting makeup on you. Let's see them prepping you for what you're getting ready to talk about and, and see how magical that moment is so we can relive it with you, right? And I think that is, when we talk about high quality content, it's not so much just about the equipment that you use, it's thinking about how do you show your life? How do you show your story that goes beyond just you sitting in front of a camera? There's times where it's like we're doing now, we're sitting in front of a camera, we're talking. Uh, yes. But... <laughs> Even as I'm talking to you, I'm trying to illustrate to you, hey, I'm not just saying use your iPhone. I'm saying, hey, here's the phone. This is what it looks like. Just use it. Turn it on, turn it, on, turn it sideways and use it, right? And so I think that's the most important piece of not only bringing your story to life, but making it engaging, making people feel like they're with you. They're a part of this experience with you. Yep. And it even goes into when you're talking when you're talking about new business pitches yeah. all of this plays in because we could take the same scenario that we're doing right now yeah. everyone in the world is on zoom at the moment right hey yeah. here's zoom yes. but when you're thinking the reason why people say oh let me share my screen with you let me show you into my world yes. usually connect besides just looking at me. and you can see my deck Oh, and let me show you some case studies, some videos. Let me show you some behind the scenes. Let me illustrate for you. So all of these things are so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you're so right. Like when someone says as simple as, let me share my screen with you on Zoom, that's a live illustration. That is me getting to see your screen. And now my eyes are moving. I'm engaging with you a lot more. I'm being able to, instead of just listening to what you're talking about, I'm being able to see it. I'm being able to, to understand it 
in a visual way that goes beyond just words or go beyond just auditory listening. Um, it's a complete experience. And that's, again, that's, like you mentioned, this goes beyond just capturing a documentary. And that's why I call it dramatic demonstration. I, um, I, I'm a speaker. And so I speak on stage. And one time in New York while I was speaking, um, I was talking about uh, David Ogilvie, who's an old time advertiser. And he used to walk into meetings wearing a full length black cape. He was a very eccentric type of guy. But I used, his, I used him as an example. But what I also did to go the extra mile is I purchased a full length black cape and I wore it on stage and I walked around on stage and I was like, guys, do you see how ridiculous this is? But it gets your attention. And that's why- It's kind of fun that. too, right? Like you were probably fun. like, this is fun. I'm like a kid. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, but it gets your attention and it, it, it draws you in and especially, you know, when you're going to conferences, once we get back to that world, that life, <laughs> you're yeah. going to conferences and, and you're speaking to people, even at home, like just getting a cape, making it interesting, yeah. wearing a hat. I saw a picture on Instagram of this guy that was wearing um, a, a, a Santa Claus, uh, a full on yeah. beard and Santa Claus hat just to make it engaging because yeah. Yeah, you're right. We're all at home right now. We're on Zoom. That is the way that we're connecting, but we can make that connection more engaging and more interesting. Yeah, I'm going through a public speak course right now, um, and I did the intro right before COVID <laughs> started. So and it's interesting because it's so much about how to become a better speaker and presenter is not just about talking and what you're saying. It's about going through and setting it up and sitting on an imaginary chair or taking a moment and looking. If you're saying, and I, I took a look at something and you're looking at something and, and, you're, and you're actually doing the miming and the acting. And those are all the things that people like clue in on and, and tie in. And it's part of your story that you're telling. And it makes you, the storyteller, more interesting to listen to and watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. story is, is all about a very specific moment in time. That's what story is. Mm -hmm. like, we know story is a buzzword and everybody's talking about it. But to make it really easy for the listeners, what is a story? A story is about a very specific moment in time, right? Sometimes we'll connect different stories together, especially when I'm doing a documentary, we'll connect different stories together to create the bigger story. But when you're telling me about that very specific moment in time, like you were just saying, like when you're, you know, if you're looking at something, actually look at it and, and, and create this, this engaging way that you're talking about it. Um, that's what brings us into the story. When I talk about uh, Mrs. Donnelly, my uh, 11th grade teacher, junior year teacher, and she, TV production teacher, and she uh, handed me a yellow envelope. The, I tell you very specifically why it's a yellow envelope, because even for me, I, I'll never forget that day. It's why I'm sitting here talking to you, right? Um, but those small things, those small little details sometimes bring us into the moment. But what I also look to do is capture those small little details on camera, right? Um, those are the things that bring that story to life that helps you understand like, oh my gosh, this is what it felt like to be in that moment. Even if I wasn't there with you, you know, like for me in 2006, you weren't there sitting in the room with me, but you can see a yellow envelope being handed because you know what that looks like, right? I started by saying that when we learned to speak, we saw the word, we saw, we, we said the word and then we saw the word. Um, it's the same thing if I could tell you a New York building in, I'm sorry, like if I tell you a building in New York, something comes to your mind that's different than what comes to my mind, right? But because we're creating visual content, I want to influence how you see that and what you think about that. Um, and this is all these things that we're talking about on this podcast, all of it is dramatic demonstration 
what makes it dramatic is the emotion, right? And that is what I look to do in the stories that I tell, because ultimately we are all, we're connected through the stories that we tell, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tell you that I started the business at 17 and instantly we have a different kind of conversation than the one we probably would have had. Um, So we start with stories, but then we bring that visual reference to it and then we make sure to share it later on in life. Yeah. And right now what we're seeing with um, a lot of brand marketers is they're digging deep because people are not looking for a hard sell. So people have scrapped massive multi-million dollar advertising. They're digging in and what they're coming up with typically are stories that can tell how they're helping communities, how they're doing cause marketing, how they're connecting and supporting they're going to the elements and the basics of a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going into the, the, you know, like we're all in this, we're going through the same experience. The entire world is going through this same exact experience. But one thing that was interesting to me as we think about this COVID thing is that we all also, if we have an email address, we all got the same emails from all these different companies <laughs> talking or telling us what they're doing. Um, but I think you mentioned an important thing. There were people who... They, they scratched their advertising budget and they just pulled this out. And they said, look, yeah. this is what we're doing. I remember um, one of my favorite brands is Southwest. And um, I remember seeing a video of them cleaning the planes. And for me, I was one of those people that were still traveling mid-March. And that was important for me to see that it's not just, oh, hey guys, here's what we're doing to keep you guys safe. No, here's a video. And I was pretty, I'm pretty confident it was filmed on the phone. Here's a video of us. Um, cleaning the planes and this is what it looks like for us to clean the plane you talk about going deeper that's what makes it go deeper because now you've made me feel safe right even if I wasn't the one traveling but I would I now seeing that moment I can think once we get back to traveling again once we get back to being on a plane you know that that brand is the brand for me at least that I'm going to think of because I've seen what they're doing I didn't just hear about them talking about what they're doing I didn't just read it in an email Mm -hmm. Um, brand marketers, I think that's the most important thing for them to do today is just get creative. And, and honestly, I say creative, and I think people get lost in the word creative that they have to do this crazy thing. Creative meaning like just you're doing something, film it, right? Because it's important for us to see what is happening. If you are helping pass out groceries, let's say, you know, for someone who can't get out of the house, but you want to make sure they have food, let's see that. Or if you are... Um, you know, I've seen videos of people in Italy singing on their balcony. Like that's, that's a moving moment, but it, it allows us all to experience it together because we're all literally the entire world is going through the same thing. Um, but it, it, like we said earlier, it tells that story. It builds that connection. And now we all, we truly feel like we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so awesome about video content mm-hmm. is it is the of all ability to actually create more content. They're telling a story, doing a pitch. They're talking about something. They're even telling their employees or coworkers like something from their past and how it all came together. And it's brilliant. It was the best idea ever. And then later on, they're like, I would make a really good blog. Oh, I wish someone had recorded that. Oh, yeah. I wish that I had this. Keep a camera on. It's easy to take that, repurpose that content, cut it down turn it into video, little bites, turn it into blogs, turn it into something you incorporate, remember to talk about later on a podcast, 
again, all those other things that you can do. Um, yes. so I'm just reminding everyone, you gotta, you got to film yourself and record yourself and get things so that you, one day when you actually are looking at creating your own documentary, you have some filler in there too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's so magical. Like when I can, of course, I love filming it just because I'm a creator and, yeah. and I love telling stories. But when I can go back into the archives and I can look at like, like you mentioned, like this, this very important meeting that happened or, yeah. or, um, you know, just magical moments that happen is so much more powerful. And it's much so much more real, right, to be able to say, well, this was captured on the phone. Let's just show it the way it was captured, even if it's not the perfect angle or anything like that. But it just makes it that much more real because people want to feel that much like they want to know that this is what this experience feel like even if you messed up let's just say you messed up in yeah. the meeting. you were so excited that you just messed up that's what makes it real and and that's what i always look for is what makes us more human not just perfect you don't have to say it the right way or you know pronounce your words the right like what makes mm -hmm. us human because it's those quirks that that makes us feel just more connected to each other before we got on this mm -hmm. podcast um you know i didn't i Obviously, we've connected before, but I didn't know a lot about you. One thing I learned before we got on this podcast is you have a dog, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you did. You actually hear the dog. <laughs> right. And I'm a lover of dogs, but that, again, it changes the kind of atmosphere and the, and yeah. the kind of conversation that we have, because now it's just like, oh, that's that one little thing. Like, the dog could have messed up our podcast, and, you know, it, but it was, it was fun to go through that experience with you. Um, we wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't through Zoom, right? Like, of course, sure. I probably would have heard the dog, but, you know, having seeing you having to go walk the dog, but, you know, to another room so he doesn't mess up the <laughs> podcast. But it's small things like that. Like, I'm even telling this behind the scenes story that your viewers may not even know have happened, right? Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, right? Because we're recording this at home. It's not perfect. Of course, the dog may mess things up, but it's those small things like, of course, there's the children running into the scene yeah. as we're trying to <laughs> be on a Zoom meeting. It's those small things that we think aren't important to record, aren't important to include, but they are because people don't want to just hear about what you have to sell. They don't want to just know that you have this product or service. They want to know what makes you human. Why did you get this started? You know, if you're a dad, what kind of dad are you? If you're a mom, what kind of mom are you? Because it's those small things that just, we, we like to do business that, with people that we know, like, and trust. Well, how does someone get to know who you are like what you have to say and trust that you can provide the solution as being more human. Yeah. And we'd like to be able to relate to people. Yeah. And, and that's what that human touch you're talking about does yeah. because we can cast ourselves in their shoes and all of a sudden that story in our head really does come to life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I can walk a day in your shoes and go beyond just um, Hollywood branded, right. And just be able to see like, okay, Stacy, you've been, I'm pretty confident you've been doing this for a long time but how did you even get here um what makes things work for you what gets you excited what gets you up in the morning um again all those things make us yeah it makes us just that much more connected more relatable too as well so jude how can our listeners find out more about you they're ready they want to shoot their own documentary and they want to be famous yes yes you have a story yes. to share and you want to be able to craft it in a way that is compelling. It's interesting. It's emotional. Um, the best way to connect with me is through my website. It's judecharles.co. Um, I'm very easy to, to get in contact with. Um, although I don't take on every client, I only work with a small amount of clients every year, but um, 
it's easy to contact me and let's, let's at least have the conversation. Even if you're not ready now, let's get the conversation started because even if you're ready five years from now, 10 years from now, at least like we've been talking about on this podcast, you've at least started with your phone and then we can transform that into something that's truly magical two years, three years, five years from now. Um, let's have that conversation. I'm always, as an eight-year-old kid, I started writing stories. I'm a lover of stories. I can never get tired of stories. We all have one. Every single human being on this earth has one. Let's have that conversation. And even if we can't get started today, let's, let's um, talk about how we can work together in the future or how I can at least help shape the way that you create your story. That's awesome. Any last parting words of advice for our listeners on how they can better tell their own stories? Yeah, I, I, be vulnerable. Brene Brown is someone who's made vulnerability very popular, but I want to remind people to be vulnerable. You're no human being on this earth is perfect. And so don't think you have to be right. Um, I say that specifically because I think we get caught up in how we look on camera or shooting it the right way or this and that. That extra 10 pounds. That extra 10 pounds. Just be you because people love it when you're just you and they want to connect to you. Like I mentioned earlier, not the thing that you sell, not the service, not the product, just you and be you and be open about that. Be vulnerable. Um, You know, this whole conversation wasn't perfect, but I'm still, I share it with passion. I share it with, with enthusiasm because you see that okay he's a guy that really loves stories just be you just be vulnerable and uh, that's what I would share I think that's a really important thing to share thank you no problem problem. yeah and even on that note you know we used to highly edit our podcasts highly edit them I mean there was no ums and ahs that first hundred podcasts I did I did solo podcasts I would make sure that no, I would, or the editor, make sure there was no weird pauses. I would re-record sentences to just try to sound, you know, spot on. That was a lot of time and effort that was really wasted. Yes. Um, I'm not sure I'm to do, hey, let's do the instant Facebook Live podcast and go now, video on, because internet happens. Dogs are barking. All of a sudden, a roofer will show up at my house and start walking on it to clean the roof, even though we hired him four months ago. And why is he here today, right? So those things are still off-putting. But in general, I mean, no one really screws up that much beyond technical difficulties. Yeah. It's okay to screw up. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is it's totally okay. And I think, again, it, it makes us feel just a little bit more connected. We can laugh about it, right? right? I didn't get annoyed or anything when you had to get up and move the dog or anything like that. Yes. It's, it's a part of who we are. We're at home. Like, yeah. it makes us feel just a little bit more connected. Um, you yeah. would have been annoyed if we had waited through this whole podcast and she kept doing it that whole time. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee yeah, Moon absolutely. is a puppy and she absolutely. can be like relentless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but still, I mean, like you mentioned, you can spend a lot of time trying to make things perfect and yeah. we can still edit. Of course, I still edit a documentary, yeah. right? Like, of course. I still edit. But there's certain things that I do still leave in, even if it's a mistake, I still leave it in because I want that person to, to realize, oh, this isn't a perfect thing. This isn't, they're polished completely. No, this is, they're human just like you are. Um, I have a client, I love the way that she says it. I put on my pants the same way you do, put on my shoes the same way you do. That's what, that's who we are. And that's what I want to show. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, Jude, thank you so much for your time, your advice, um, all of your knowledge that you shared with us today. I appreciate it. I know our listeners did as well. 
Thank you for having me, Stacey. It really was, it, it has been a lot of fun to do this and to have this conversation Good. with you. Great. Yeah. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them Today. And until we next chat, I hope you stay safe and I look forward to speaking with you soon.